electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber. Futures are sharply lower as Russia launches war in Ukraine, air and ground attacks across multiple fronts. European markets down big. Nasdaq's on pace for a bear market. Got oil near 100, the VIX to 37. Historic implications across asset classes, and we'll cover it all today. Uh, The Ukraine invasion front and center this morning. Russian President Vladimir Putin announcing late last night that military operations had begun. The offensive appearing to stretch across the entire country with explosions and air raid sirens heard in major cities, including the capital of Kyiv. Ukraine's president declaring martial law across the country and President Biden calling the attacks unprovoked and unjustified. He will meet with G7 counterparts this morning before addressing the American people. Jim, we're on watch to see how more severe uh, sanctions get and then obviously any signs of commodity disruption. Right. I I do believe that we are down as much as uh, Europe, which isn't right. Uh, Europe's directly impacted in terms of the energy costs. But let me just back up for a second. This is horrendous Uh, that he is going to get away with it, which I think he can because he's got basically a lightning strike here uh, is evil. But at the same time, I recognize that we have thought about this every day. I don't think President Biden could have prepared us more for how this was going to happen. There were daily, David, daily reports this was going to happen. So now the market's reacting like it's a shock. And that means you got to go against the market because the market's going to be wrong today. OK, so you you believe this is, I, you know, again, we don't want to make light of the humanitarian crisis well, that is right. uh, unfolding. That said, we're here to talk about the well, implications think, economically right. and for markets. And what I'm hearing you say is there may be an opportunity here. Um, I, I am saying there may be an opportunity. Now, we've got Friday, which is historically a weekday when you go into a war. Monday, where people are discovering this. I think you always have to remember that there are people who woke up today and looked at their 401k. and said, i got to take some action here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, David, we must understand that we have been preparing ourselves endlessly for this. They that have. does not mean we can't go down again. No, and, the there have been, have and there have been asset managers who have been preparing as well by getting short and perhaps are starting to, in fact, to talk to a couple this morning, actually cover a bit well, here we, because if you've been paying attention, certainly if you read that speech earlier this week from Well, Putin, the speech we, was a Stalinist did, speech. It, it made it clear that perhaps clearer that this was a a very significant possibility. Right. Um, And so, yeah, uh, there are those who are going to start to actually use this as an opportunity to cover shorts that they've already put in as a result of expectations. And sell oils because oils should be sold because their oil is up on the spike. You know, the question I keep getting is how sustained is the move in oil because of any economic ramification, broadly speaking, it certainly is that one. You obviously pointed out energy prices in Europe, which has... A broader impact there. Certainly, natural gas prices were up dramatically. We've talked a lot here about Germany's decisions in terms of relying on solar and wind and saying no to nuclear uh, and how they're ruining that decision, perhaps, there and in other parts of Europe. Not as much France, by the way, no, which still has a used they, nuclear still footprint. For nuclear, they yeah. have that excellent way to be able to store vitreous. Uh, I, I think, Carl, one of the things that we got to recognize is that their problems are not our problems. Now, we started uh, at 4 o'clock. We were down much less. Uh, we do have abundant natural gas. They do not. Uh, we do not have an energy problem in this country. We have a surfeit of energy, particularly if we wanted to drill, but we've held back. I don't think that, and you know, if you're uh, some of these oil companies, their ratio is $30, $40. It's worth it for them to drill, even though that they've held back. So I do think the oils should be scaled out of. I think that if you want to buy yield, and I do that really at these prices, if you get, if stocks that have yield in a flight to, flight to quality treasuries make a lot of sense to me, you'll notice that a bunch of them aren't even down. Anything that is drug and therefore not related to the recession that this market is predicting, I think is very attractive today. Today. I even think that you can go by the proctors. Proctor for breaches 150. You buy it because we're going to see a slowdown. 
And it's all now not I'm not saying that we're going to have a big rollback in inflation, but you have to buy the stocks that if you presume that J-Pal moves anyway. Yeah. Well, you buy drugs, you buy consumer packaged goods stocks, even though that they have runaway inflation. Even with the currency effects and even with these slew of names that have not had good things to say about the consumer this week. Uh, we got more last night, everything from eBay to Bed Bath to... Uh, discretionary, yep. discretionary, hold, discretionary. Booking, booking yeah. Discretionary, we'll discretionary, Hertz, discretionary. Hertz, by the way, is going to be down. Discretionary. This is discretionary. I don't want to buy anything that you, that doesn't need, you know, where you don't have to go. I mean, I think that you're not going to stop buying J&J products, even as much as I think that there are issues legally. I just don't want to get ahead of what I regard as being an opportunity over a three-day period. If this war ends, uh, and war ends because a Russian has been installed, we've not really seen the Ukrainian president of late, uh, then what happens? Uh, we, the Germans, uh, continue to say no to Nord 2. They wait till the spring. They do, yeah. Worry. You would expect that the sanctions would deepen and or stay in place what? for a long period of time. This is a very different economy than 1997. Mm-hmm. It's a self-sustaining economy. You're talking and, Russia's economy. Yes, and unless you think that China comes in and says, you know what? We are now going to risk fracturing our newfound relationship because we're so embedded into belt and roll. You know, remember when you fly into Milan, all you see are giant belt and road initiative signs, PRC, 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 in much of Europe. So the PRC does not want to disable Europe. Although, why would, why would Russia sell all their U.S. treasuries, load up on gold, create a $180 or billion dollar rainy day fund, fourth biggest foreign currency reserves, reserves in the world, to stop now? Okay, because that, that is the World War III option. You can't go against NATO. I mean, NATO does have troops. We do have divisions. Now, we don't have a lot of, most of the divisions are, they're battalion size. Frankly, they're not divisions. But I, I do believe that if you try to take on the West, on NATO, NATO will act. Uh, and that is World War III. Now, I've seen a number of things today talking about how this is the biggest incursion by Russia. But what they don't understand is not the size of the army. It's, you, you go to Hungary, which is really rather extraordinary. Uh, Hungary should have been World War III, but we weren't, we didn't ever act together. Uh, Czechoslovakia should have been World War III, but we decided to sacrifice Czechoslovakia. Now, these are independent countries, democracies that we sacrifice. Ukraine is not part of that, of, of that old worldview. This is not the Iron Curtain, okay, that was extended in a very vicious way in Czechoslovakia during the Great Spring and Hungary. Those, are the, those were issues. Those were tanks into the West, or at least countries that we thought were neutral countries, uh, somewhat involved with the Iron Curtain. But Ukraine is not one of them. I, it's just sad. It's, it's expendable. Just sad. It's expendable from NATO's point of view? Well, human lives are not expendable, but for NATO, yes. It's not a part of NATO, right. So, right. Well, because it's never been allowed. Why right. has it not been allowed? In part because it's, yeah. it's chaotic. It hasn't been able to be self-staining. It's got a government that is what? <laughs> I feel like you're quoting Putin's speech from the other day. No, no, no. Um, Come on. Why, I'm just saying, why didn't they allow it? Listen, the question is, right now, by the way, credit markets are fine. We obviously see the impact on the stock market at this point. We're keeping a close eye on energy because that is the key uh, market. Oh, energy's um, up on a spike, but it makes no you, sense. You do not seem to be. Then the other real threat is the potential for a wider conflict. And you I, do not see that as a significant I am threat. saying that even China would not accept a wider conflict. You can't be a nation alone, as rich as Russia may be. The West does have a backbone at a certain point. Now, the West is well aware that this turned out to be appeasement. This was the uh, Sudetenland. We basically gave them the Sudetenland. Then they move in, uh, take the rest, because we gave them the East before. Look, we've been letting them have over, and the West has been letting them have areas that were disputed by the way in World War II, but well defended by the, by the, by the Russians. Uh, and they're replaying World War II. They're not, they're not replaying Soviet Union. That is wrong. They're replaying World War II. But at World War II, they did not, and you know, there was a period of time where you, you could go against Germany, but the Germans are not going to let that happen this time. So I do believe that you could have this. It's not going to be limited. I mean, I think he's going to threaten other places, but unless, unless you think NATO's a joke, I have never felt that. I always felt that NATO represented, I mean, I'm saying, I, mean, I mentioned that because President Trump did believe yes, that NATO was a yes. joke. I think that NATO represents the free world and that NATO will not let anyone roll over it. Poland will not be rolled over. 
But I do think that we have the possibility in 48 hours of this war being, I don't want to say over, but a new person put in. Because there could be partisan factions, because there are lots of uh, people who have guns in Ukraine uh, that we wouldn't have in our country. Uh, indeed. Well, uh, government basically said this morning anybody who wants a gun to defend the country is welcome to one. Yeah. Which was an amazing we, statement. We got a lot of guns here. Yeah. Well, I don't. Well, no, we have militia because the Second Amendment allows us, but that's been co opted to believe that you can have everybody in. Yes. So, um, but I do think that in the end, look, let's not forget, this is, this is not Afghanistan where the Russians came in and it was a brutal defeat, right? Mm-hmm. This is. Or the Ukraine. British in the uh, 1800s. Or the Americans, actually, what are you about? Until, the uh, until not that long ago. The Crimean, the British. I'm just saying, fabulous yeah, this is not Afghanistan, which, yeah, for whatever reason, always manages to completely the repel the invaders. Uh, no. They're unbelievable. Tolstoy's basketball sketches, sketches is fantastic. Great graveyard of right here. Uh, let's get to our Kayla Tausche this morning, find out more about uh, what we might hear from the president today. Good morning, Kayla. Good morning, Carl. What you guys are discussing, the news that we saw overnight, this is what the White House and the West feared most and have warned of for weeks, a full-scale invasion by Russia into Ukraine. Of course, we saw that launched overnight early morning uh, in European time. Uh, Ukraine's president uh, addressing the nation early in the morning over in Ukraine in a televised speech saying that citizens should be taking up arms, that the country is being attacked from the south, north, east, and from the air. Uh, So certainly a very dire situation there. After a UN Security Council meeting late last night failed to thwart the attack, allies are now convening on multiple fronts to go all out on sanctions. According to U.S. and European officials, the question is whether it is too little, too late. President Biden will speak in the early afternoon after meeting with G7 leaders virtually this morning. That meeting was scheduled to take place at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Meanwhile, uncertainty is spreading through Europe. In the U.K., drivers filling their cars with gasoline, prices spiking higher on fears of supply shortages. And in Ukraine, uh, nationals there withdrawing money from ATMs in Donetsk, one of the breakaway regions that Russian troops first claimed. Now, as Ukrainians flee the country, the UN Refugee Agency calling on neighboring countries to keep their borders open to asylum seekers. We've heard Hungary's prime minister saying it's prepared to do so, echoing what Poland's defense minister said just last week. And yesterday, I asked the White House press secretary just how much financial assistance for Ukraine the president will seek. Jen Psaki told me, and of course this was pre-invasion, that it was unclear just how steep the need would be. Carl? Kayla, thank you for that. Uh, we'll come back to you a lot today. Kayla Tausche uh, in Washington. You did talk about um, the prospect of further sanctions with David Solomon of Goldman Sachs. Yes. yes I, you want to take a it, listen? It, sure. Here's what he good. said. This is CEO of Goldman The market the last couple of days appears to be relatively resilient in the context of this news, but I would highlight that it's early. Um, Sanctions, I think, can be uh, an effective tool to contributing to influence or behavior change over time. And so we're watching this very closely, and our clients are watching it very closely, and, and, you know, we'll have to see how this all unfolds. We did see big action in European banks this morning. Right, but it's, remember, this is a a controlled economy run by a dictator. who is not up for election, so to speak. And I do believe that in the end, uh, Europe is hurt more than us. Now, we, if we have to be, down, if we're down four to 5%, then David, what that says is we are Europe. We don't have much natural gas. Our banks are in trouble. Uh, it, well, it's an initial reaction, Jim. Well, to, no, yeah, okay, so, then, okay right. so, well, that's right. Yeah. Which is why I'm saying, don't panic. Right. Look for things that have a higher yield, that do well in a recession, that don't have supply chain problems. Uh, I understood. Right? This is not and the I, time I, to buy Olbers uh, or, no. Weber, or Weber Grills. Maybe not Peloton either. No, I disagree with that. I know you do. We'll talk about that later. But uh, it is a time to buy you know, free cash flow that may be undervalued. Maybe it's time to buy Google. It mentioned to me a couple times this morning, 20 times earnings. Okay, so 20 I, times earnings. I mean, does this trust, really impact the ability of Google to sell search? Probably we, not. We had a meeting this morning. We actually did three bulletins this morning. We had a meeting this morning talking CMC about what to recommend of TAB. And that was going to be our idea was that you buy Google because you buy the you buy the a, a company that's, that grows dramatically will have no supply chain problems and sells at a, a well a discount to market multiple 
Um, but Jim, those who would look back to uh, Crimea for, uh, what, in 2014 and try to understand what the market reaction was then, how long it lasted, and sort of overlay that on the current situation, is that a fair representation or is that a mistake? Well, Crimea was always considered to be Russian. And it was, but it was also quick, and there was well, very li- limited I think, reaction, I think and limited this, reaction in the stock well, market that lasted only a handful of days. We justified as suddenly what was always Russian. I mean, it wasn't Russian right. until we said it was always Russian. Uh, look, they put in, let's say, the, let's say that uh, the president flees Ukraine, uh, or that he doesn't dig in his heels, or he goes into a bunker or something. Well, the Russians will just announce that here's the new government. I mean, they could put it in a puppet government right now. Okay, they had a puppet government in Afghanistan. Why can't they do a puppet government in Ukraine? Our problem, the U.S., the West's problem, is we basically said, here's what we're going to do. Well, there's five banks. Right now we're doing two banks. Those banks all have no problems. They don't need the West. They just don't. We're going after wealthy oligarchs. Uh, they don't need the West. We are talking about not taking their energy. They have markets to sell. The leverage here is nil. Look, if you put... If you flew the 82nd Airborne in, which is a great division, and said, listen, have at it, Russia, well, that would be very different. We did not send the 82nd Airborne. We, spent some, we sent them some munitions. Well, we sent them to Poland to help actually with sent? what? To Poland, didn't we? We, sent them, yeah. we agreed to uh, sell Poland's some Abrams different. tanks this week. The 82nd Airborne, yeah. yeah right? but, well, you uh, go, right, to deal with what could be a refugee crisis, which, by the way, is also going to be an issue for Europe. If you attack Poland... Well, I hesitate. Not, I'm not saying we're. No, I, I hesitate to think of the consequences if they attack. Right. Poland. That, well, that that is a big part of the discussion this morning. Senator Warner, for example, saying, "What if a cyber war develops in which other NATO allies are, in fact, like Poland, affected? Then what?" Okay, so Paul Alto, Nikesh Aurora was saying these can be prevented for the most part, but you have to spend money. Uh, but if our ma- some of our major banks haven't spent money, I mean, these countries don't. But uh, Nikesh Aurora, uh, when he was on Mad Money earlier this week, laid it out. You can stop these attacks. They're not as brilliant as you think. We're going to watch that, uh, obviously, the opening bell in just under 15 minutes. We'll take a break here. Keep your eye on futures. Uh, there is a lot of corporate news. It's a difficult morning to talk about it, but we will try uh, to get to Discovery, Moderna, Baba, Tesla, Lemonade, and more when we come back. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create, like Olu Sheyi, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor. YahooFinance.com, the number one financial destination. YahooFinance.com. That's YahooFinance.com. Tech continues to tumble in the pre-market a day after the Nasdaq closed in the red for the fifth straight session. We've got a few names in the space reporting results today, including Booking, uh, eBay, Alibaba. Jim, uh, revenue up 10 is the slowest revenue growth ever. Yeah, I mean, they, it's funny. They made the earnings, but that's not what we want. We want the revenues. Now, it's interesting that they're back. They're actually at the level of, uh, of Amazon. We like Amazon, uh, but at the same time, it's the deceleration seems very, very difficult. Bookings, I didn't think was nearly as bad as people say. Uh, there were a bunch of them. eBay was bad. I mean, eBay basically said, hey, listen, we're not going to do as well. And uh, David, when they give you that 
heads up, they're not going to do as well. That's you don't run into the fire. No, they're all going to be down. I, there is a connection in a way between eBay and booking holdings, and it's also something we saw play out yesterday, which is margins are getting compressed. Yes, and that's a concern for booking holdings. It appears they're going to be spending more on marketing. By the way, it goes back to uh, Google, uh, which will be a beneficiary of increased marketing spending by yes. the likes of booking holdings. Absolutely. But there you've got margin pressure, and so the EBITDA number is below the guidance that, that had been out there. And on eBay, not dissimilar. Uh, you know, they're looking for modest GMV growth in the second half of this year, but greater than anticipated margin pressure due to a step up in investment to drive assumed return to growth. What does that mean? Well, it's obviously marketing to some extent. Uh, it's also... Uh, just an increase overall in operating expenditures uh, that goes with trying to drive that growth. So decrease in margins. And so that links those two. Um, There's a rebellion on the eBay call, I feel. Did you? Like basically yeah. why? How do you know that your spend is going to do well? Right. And, and that is a very good question. You know, what was when you go back over what Marvin Ellison said yesterday? Of From Lowe's, Lowe's, yeah. Margin expansion, margin expansion, margin expansion. And that, that's, been a, that's a differentiation from most of what we've been hearing lately. Even Home Depot, do you get Even to Lowe's? Not, talk about not the case. Yesterday, obviously, we saw that with a number of them. That, that decline in Vertiv shares was largely EPS-derived, not revenue growth, no, and was due to margins, and was due to... Right, you led with it was due to... They couldn't get the product. Couldn't get they the product, supply chain issues. Back to Baba for a minute. I'm just looking at a note here. Uh, you know, I used to know this company quite well. You I have to... Do. Come on, yeah, don't I'm not, as, I'm not as close to it as I used to be. But they're saying the main surprise in the quarter came from cloud, which slowed more than feared with revenue declining on a sequential basis. Yes, that was really... And really cloud's well, been important cloud is, for Baba. Yeah, but be clear, cloud is not nearly as big no, no, for them. But no. that was an amazingly bad number of cloud. David, up. Uh, can we talk SoftBank for just one second? Sure. They seem to be involved in a lot of things that are rolling over. Well, they own, still own 25% of BABA. It's an enormous stake. Uh, and that is still a great investment given what they paid yeah, for it. But, but okay. I mean, take a look at Alibaba. Go back here. Go back to, I mean, this stock was six, seven hundred. This was a $700 billion, $600 billion company not that long ago. We're now below $300 billion but in market value. It's just value. fine that they're on Thank the other you. side of it. That everything. gives you a sense there. And you overlay that with SoftBank, they're probably not going to look dissimilar. Um, and, you know, I, I, yeah. You know, Carl don't count Masa out, because I've tried I'm to not, do that in the past. I don't want to do can, that. I'm just you saying. You could be you sitting know, there, and, you know, you get right, seven, eight, and he gets back up. And I'm sure, not counting Kathy Wood out. Okay. Well, Stunned silence. Two names that are going to outperform on a relative basis today are Live Nation and IMAX, relative to Norwegian and booking. And I wonder if you think the consumer is going to go out, but maybe just in town, right? Absolutely going to go out. I mean, the consumer, as we know from Brian Moynihan last week, ready to roll. I, you know, I, I, you know, Live Nation was very, very good. I and mean, we talked about that last night, whether to mention it. But it's such an outlier. Uh, and I didn't, again, I didn't think bookings was, was that bad. There are two nations. There's the nation that is so happy that they're not wearing masks and they're going out. And then there's the nation that's perplexed by Ukraine. And they're different nations. I mean, there are not a lot of people who are not, you know, cancel going on a trip because of Ukraine. No. Might not go to Europe. Yep. Might not go to Europe. Really? What? Maybe not Eastern Europe. I don't think most people know where Kiev is. People were still counting. They were still pronouncing it as Kiev, and they were still calling it the Ukraine. Mm-hmm. la the uh, Germans in 1941. Well, you mentioned, um, you mentioned the... the I guess we're called the endemic now, right? Uh, the COVID is what Bansell said this morning on Squawk. Eleven twenty nine does beat ten sixteen at, at Moderna. Oh yeah, and, and and they got all these new advanced purchase agreements with governments. Yeah. Nineteen billion dollars. Meanwhile, that stock has been nothing short of a disaster for the last more than a year. Very now. true. Wow. Well, I mean, it is going to be up today, but you can well, see can it. You, I mean, there it is. It's, can it's you a, it zoom was, into that? It was Sorry, a little NASDAQ humor. Yeah. I mean, all right. It's, it's still up versus, uh, you but know. But it's had a docu sign up. Two years ago, it's up nicely, but the last year, it's a round trip. It's not a split. Remember, these are not splits. Lemonade is not a three-for-one split. We'll talk about lemonade. the lemonade. I had a lemonade yeah, stand. My mom day. made great lemonade. I had a lemonade stand, and we had re- return on investment. Good old five. five you talked about Zoom. Five nine's not looking so good either. You know, they said, look, we always guide conservatively. We always do this. We always announce basically a shortfall. Uh, don't take us seriously. That was a very disjointed conference call. We'll get to those names after the break. Opening bell coming up in a few moments here. Uh, some of the eco data we'll get to as well. Uh, Ten-year, uh, 186 this morning uh, on that rush to safety. Back in a minute. 
people today can spend half their lives over 50. So it's good to be financially ready for what's important to you as you get older, like a family vacation. Or starting your dream business. Welcome to Connie's Coffee. How may I help you? AARP's trusted financial tools can help you plan for whatever your future holds. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. Start planning today at aarp.org slash money tools. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration. Our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, we got about two minutes before we get started with trading. We'll squeeze in. We'll, we'll call a mad dash. Uh, you know, something else that you may be focused yeah, on this well, morning. Let, let, me, let me ask you. You've got a stock that yields almost 3% with a balance sheet that's radically improved. It sells at five times earnings and it's all domestic. Does that sound intriguing to you? Yes. Well, there you are, Macy's. That reported a remarkable quarter just because they decided not to spin off their uh, dot-com, so to speak. Uh, this thing is, looks, the stock is falling apart, but the company is getting better. Now, I have Re- Revolve on tonight. Now, you could say, well, that's what you want is no brick-and-mortar fashion. Uh, Revolve actually really kind of interesting site. But this company is doing so much better, and the fact that it sells at five times earnings is a demonstration of multiple shrinking and opportunity beckoning. Right. But in this case, there are earnings as well. I point well, that out because multiples have been shrinking for any number of companies. I mean, True. we are talking about a NASDAQ now that is going to be down when we start trading today, about 20 percent. Well, I'm just saying I look for companies that have just reported so we know the current state of play. And Jeff Gannett delivered a good quarter. He continues to make the balance sheet better. So, David, I'm not saying I'm not pounding the table Macy's. I'm saying this is the destruction that we're seeing. Right. And Macy's has nothing to do with Ukraine. No. Not a thing. Not one bit. Let's get to the opening bell here in the CNBC Real-Time Exchange. At the big board, it is Cohen and Steers celebrating its real estate opportunities and income fund. At the NASDAQ, it's Power Up Acquisition, a SPAC celebrating its recent IPO. As David said, we're going to be on watch to see if the NASDAQ does declare a bear market, at least on a closing basis. Uh, it would be the first since March of 2020. And if you're just joining us, uh, the big news of the day is Russia launching war in Ukraine. We mentioned the air and ground attacks, uh, airports in Kyiv bombed. A lot of major roads have been jammed, long lines at gas stations, gym, bus stations, pharmacies, and pictures of refugees, parents with no, their kids. It, it, it's terrible there. And you know, look, we, we didn't really do any of them. Well, I mean, we talked a good game. Well, you, by saying that, you imply somehow that there is an expectation that the U.S. and our allies would actually get involved in a war with Russia, well, no, which is we're, we're, a specious argument. Well, no, it is specious. What I'm saying is, is that we didn't do anything. Nothing that, that we did not deter. How about that? We were unable we to deter. We failed in deterring him. Now, I'm going to give David a wild idea just to have him shoot something down and laugh at me. Okay, okay good. Get a little levity. Yeah. David, Facebook sells at 13 times earnings. Okay, is that including or not including the investment they're going to continue to make in the metaverse? Because when you, in, when you actually add that in, the multiple goes up a bit. Right. But even then, it's still in the high teens. Right. Well, I'm just saying that if you had, to, if, if you wanted to, if you were a butcher block, mm-hmm. and you wanted to, ca- but you're not. You're a very well dressed individual. But if you were to want to catch a falling knife, you could do worse than catching the falling knife of meta, meta platforms because the shrinkage in multiples that we're seeing may not be accompanied by a shrinkage in earnings. It, I am saying that meta platforms, which is now doomed, yes, uh, <laughs> may be by the third quarter, which I know is just a monstrously long time, higher than it is now. It may be. And it is, as we see, it's down over 42% for the year. Obviously, this all followed most of it, that quarter that was unexpectedly poor, and then the guidance as well. They continue to spend an enormous amount on the metaverse. But, Jim, it's funny. I ask that question to people, and what I get in response is more I'd rather buy. I'd rather buy Amazon or Google. Well, Google is, I, I thought we already put. We did. We talked about I that I think already. Google is, is I certainly pulled the trigger on that. That's doing great. There's no, there's no, if anything, Google's accelerating. 
because of the third party versus first party, which is always difficult to explain. But Google return on investment is an unbelievable small and medium-sized business. I think that the reason why I'm interested in meta platforms is, uh, it, besides the fact that it's one of the most despised stocks on earth, giant cash position. And you, you think that Mark Zuckerberg's sitting there thinking, you know what? What do I do? I mean, the man is not a defeatist. So I know it's an odd stock to talk about on a day when it seems like the world's falling apart, but I'm saying it's not falling apart. Yeah. Uh, certainly, it's not a surprise that defense names are going to help lead us, aside from Moderna, but Northrop, uh, Lockheed are all close to the top here, Jim. I'd sell those. You don't think there's going to be long-lasting, greater need for security? No, those, are, those are congressional things, and we're so strapped as a country. I mean, you know, you know, look, the most daunting thing that I find is we have massive amount of debt everywhere. You mean compare us to Russia? I mean, geez. And I don't think that the that there's suddenly going to be a lot of checks written to Northrop Grumman. I don't. And uh, by the way, if you wanted to buy a safer one, uh, where there could be where some commercials going to hold in, I would buy uh, Raytheon, Raytheon Technologies. But you know, I'm not going to sit there and buy. Uh, I have a Merck Electric Power on tonight. That's one that's doing yep. well. I don't want to buy Lockheed Martin. It's been going up. And for days now, these things have been going up. What did people just wake up and realize, David, that holy cow, there's a war on? That we're uh, not fighting? Yeah, that may be the case. Not everybody's focused but, on What is this? On 19, that. Is 1990? This stuff, this stuff collapsed after the after Desert Storm. I'm not going into that. Mm-hmm. Now, I've compared this to Desert Storm, except for the bad guy's going to win. Uh, it could be, look, if there is massive fighting, then that does not necessarily mean there won't be capitulation because the Ukrainians don't have the divisions. I mean, look, Putin is throwing, like, he's not throwing what Zukov was throwing against Berlin, but, I mean, he's got a lot of, a lot of firepower, sure. and you can't fight them. You can't fight tanks with guns. You can't. And I don't see, it's not tank for tank. No, not, not by any stretch of the imagination. AXP... Um, Visa, Boeing, a lot of cross-border travel, payment-related names are leading the Dow lower this morning. I, I, AXP is very interesting because Warren Buffett owns so much of the stock now, and the and the institute, you know, the, the uh, David, the index, the Black funds. Rocks of the world index buy it. Funds, yeah. I mean, this thing is yeah. owned yeah. by big institutions, and it had a great quarter. Uh, let it come in, but I, I'm interested in American Express. Monday by Monday, okay, what? No, you've been talking about AXP for a I've while. I've been loving it. Yeah. Because I think Steve Squire is doing a good job. Well, World's are Oyster. The millennials love the card. They still don't own the register, which is silly, because if you're in the restaurant business, Resi is dominant, but you don't tie Resi in with everything else. Like, our, we have Lightspeed and Resi. I don't know. Lightspeed? I don't know. I still have a hard time using the interface with Resi. I don't know. JP Morgan Day, but we don't talk about it, though. What happened there? We why, don't talk about JP Morgan Why did Morgan there multiple enough? collapse? Um, there's a view that, that expenses are greater than had been anticipated and that maybe they, they were under, underspending they in certain areas. Under, right, underinvesting. So you think that's not a very big story? We have not talked no, about it? No, I think it. that is an interesting story. I mean, I, yes, I do. And it has not recovered from the, the report. And it colored the entire earnings period for all the banks. Yes. I've been with a bunch of bankers who say, uh, you know what, if, uh, congratulations to Leslie Picker for this beat, but who have said, we wish J.P. Morgan hadn't gone first because they made everybody feel like, stay away from this group. Yeah. Uh, You've but, also got some analysts, Mike Mayo at Wells, who are concerned that there's no end date to this cycle of increased spending. That, that's his worry. Mike Mayo. I prefer um, Hellman's. Um, guys, nice. I did want to hit Discovery. We're getting closer and closer to the close of the deal uh, for Discovery to actually acquire, of course, the Warner assets or merge with them, I should this say. AT&T AT&T. shareholders will own 71% of the combined company. Remember, it's going to be uh, highly levered, although not quite as levered as originally anticipated, closer to four and a half times as opposed to five times. Stock had been up nicely this year. Um, and that's not the case this morning, though. Still up 10% for the year. But uh, it is down, as you see, almost 8%. The numbers were pretty good. Finan- uh, you know, 10% revenue growth. EBITDA was up, I think, a bit more than many of the analysts of how the company had anticipated. Um, it does appear, perhaps, that there's a focus on direct-to-consumer and uh, the lack of subscription additions, or at least below what had been anticipated. I think 
you know, there were uh, two million added subs for uh, what is Discovery Plus at this point. There were an estimate for three million. Oh. But remember, this is all going to change with the acquisition of uh, HBO Max, or I should say the addition of HBO Max in there and what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. A lot of focus on CNN, as people know, with the Zucker's departure. Um, David Zaslav on the call simply said there's no organization in the world or news organization that looks like CNN that can do what CNN does uh, on the ground with journalists in bulletproof vests and helmets that are doing what journalists do best. Okay. They are doing that this morning. I did see some interesting reporting from inside a subway station right. um, in uh, one of the bigger cities. I call your attention to the remarkable move off the bottom in the semiconductors even this morning. NVIDIA was trading down 12 at around 435. And uh, NVIDIA is now making a move. Now, it, now, the people who are buying NVIDIA, do they understand it's 937? Uh, it's early. But the, the stand that they're making in the semis, which I think is foolish at this point, but if they have the firepower to do it, it's rather remarkable. Broadcom's very inexpensive. Uh, yeah, Micron uh, has made some comments last couple of days about uh, getting supply of things like neon, for example, out of Russia, something that the industry uses a lot of. Yeah. Uh, Micron, though, that, of course, the raw costs, their um, sales are holding up rather remarkably. You know, when I checked in with Boeing, when everyone, everyone's saying that Boeing's going to be in trouble with titanium, if you've been hoarding it since 2014 and you also have a lot of planes on the ground, then you know, you're okay, provided you don't read the, don't watch the Netflix, Netflix documentary. Right. Which you've been <laughs> talking about lately. Downfall, right? Is that what it's called? Um, it's, it's, I've been hearing about it. I have not seen it. But, I think you should watch it. It's really uh, Mullenberg does not it's come off well there. It doesn't come off Mullenberg? well there at all. Yeah. Um, I am not a member of the Justice Department. Right. I, that's, I've heard that from others. It, it is, uh, I'm not serving a, in the Justice Department. There may be indictable offenses there. That Well, you remember, the, they, they punished the company. My chapel trust owns, but did sell some after you harangued me endlessly. Yes. Uh, so I sold some okay. at 220 because okay. I didn't, I couldn't take your derision. Yes. But uh, the uh, the fact is, the company you can thank had for a that. criminal company yeah. had yeah. criminal cases. Now remember, when you have those big fines, David, who pays them? Shareholders. Thank you. Yeah. I rest my case. I know. Okay. Yeah. It's always an odd rests. thing that that shareholders actually are supposed to be the right. ones they're protecting. Look, I think I think Boeing's a great company. It does have good defense business. It's had many overruns, so therefore don't get too excited about it. Uh, but I also think that uh, it doesn't have a dividend. The dividend stocks are holding up. And if you, uh, that's why you want to watch Broadcom, because it's a very good dividend. But uh, if they're going to say try to make a stand, it will be in the semis, just because the semis have been obliterated. But their businesses are probably not slowing. There is, a, there is talk that the United States might cut off key technology to Russia. Uh, yeah, there's a lot. I think what they call it, the foreign direct product rule. Actually, a holdover of what Trump did with Huawei, right. which uh, would deny them all kinds of aircraft yeah, parts well, Huawei, and Huawei was set back. Uh, but then Huawei, they built all this stuff. Uh, I would not... Why? Meta platforms don't go up because I said something good. That's ridiculous. But I do think that we can, we, we can bee sting them, but a lot of this technology is unfortunately very fungible because the Chinese have stolen so much from us. So there is another vendor uh, on the globe. You know, Bitcoin, Jim, a lot of discussion on how it has not reacted to global instability the way the bulls had hoped. Um, down 6% today. It's not quite down to the January low, which would be around 32.8. We got to queue up Mike Novogratz right now. <laughs> um, my, I own Ethereum. I sold a lot of it. That's probably one of the smarter things I did other than marrying Lisa. What about that rich things. yield you were getting? <laughs> I bought the farm with that Bitcoin. I know Look, you I, did. I, I, I got to tell you, the, Michael Michael Semblist, I know, is radical thoughts. He's J.P. Morgan senior strategist. He did the Maltese Falcon piece. He said this is not a store of value. You know what is a store of value? What, what Dr. Bristow is saying, gold. David, have you seen gold? I have. And what do you think? I have. Uh, yeah, I guess, you know, yeah. okay. Hey. Uh, okay. Oh, no, one year high. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't looked, you know, <laughs> I like to look at the GDX, the gold miners, too. That's actually doing pretty well. It's doing it's really well. 35, yeah. It's doing really well. Now, yeah. let, let's understand that they're not making a lot more gold, but, but what one of the things that Gary Gensler, head of the SEC, has suggested is perhaps they're making a lot of Ethereum and we don't know. Right. How do you like that? We don't know how much Dogecoin there is. Dogecoin. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not keeping track too of that. To, too early to buy Dogecoin. I think it is. I think it is. Um, but uh, we're not hoarding gasoline here. Pioneer <laughs> could turn on the jets and gasoline. I was going to say, you know, 
I mean, how much of this changes the capital return model of so many of these names? We were talking about it because Pioneer does have now the largest dividend, and I think it's entirely possible that, that Sheffield, who's such a brilliant man, could say, you know what, we got to start doing a little more drilling. I mean, right now, you know, there's just a lot of idle rigs, uh, yet Halberton stock is anticipating that there will be drilling. So is Schlumberger. So uh, I think the drilling stocks are actually really good uh, here. I'll but I what. don't like the oils. I think you sell the oils. You did have uh, wholesale did. gas today get to 305, and that would imply $4 average gasoline in the near yeah. term. Why, Wait, why are you saying sell the oils? Because there's not a lot, there'd be less demand as they go, oil goes higher. Oh, okay. And by the way, it's natural gas that's in, that's in trouble. Natural gas, not in the, you know, our natural gas, we're not doing 12 BCF per day. We're well, natural to gas prices 10. in Europe are going to, are like hitting. 30% today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are up enormously. Our natural gas prices are between four and five. And by the way, we're in shoulder month. But it ain't that cold, partner. Your point is that energy spikes, uh, sh- supply shocks in energy are disinflationary. Yeah, well, yes, and we are in energy, we're actually, I mean, our president is kind of not as cool on energy as I am. We're an energy-rich country, okay? We have just a remarkable amount of natural gas, almost as much as, well, we can say as much as gutter. Uh, we can, ex- if we had more, we could export far more we if could we could export, get any more. We could export more. Right, uh-huh. and we haven't really moved our BCF that much, despite the fact that demand is very high. And we're about to go into months where you don't sell it. You know, we even have a lot of propane. Yeah. I know. Um, but so, we're, we're, we're in good shape. So does it crush the ESG thesis at large, uh, or does it inflate it because of what Europe is looking for alternatives now? Boy, that is a great question. I have American Electric Power on tonight. You know, all their new play. You know, they were doing a giant wind business, wind called Windcatcher, uh, kind of not unlike the Stephen King book that was one of the best that he did. Um, and by the way, the Texans killed it. So, I mean, we have been actually, there are states that have killed ESG projects, and American Electric Power makes great money anyway. The transition is underway. The question is how long it is going to take and wh- whether renewables can, as quickly as we would hope, fill the gaps. And that, you know, that's where you're going to find your major energy producers sort of arguing one thing that may be different than what some governments are hoping for or arguing well, against. The, the but, Germans did an ill-fated... Um, they were the Germans. Yeah, were quite yeah listen, I've been spending time on this issue, and it's, you know, government plays such an important role here, and there may be expectations in the part of government that are a bit further than what actually can be accomplished. Well, um, it's I mean, not as though we aren't going to have a lot more electric cars on the road. Of course, we are. We are likely going to have more wind power, more solar power. Although wind has its own issues, got to get transmission lines in. Right. That, that's not that's not an insignificant thing. But we've seen what's happening in Europe. They are de- very dependent on natural gas. I keep pointing out the Germans aren't building new nuclear plants. That's not the issue. They're decommissioned. They have decommissioned aggressively nuclear right. uh, because the Green Party has a good amount of power there. But they're also a big coal producer. They're decommissioning there. And so they're dealing with their own issues. We don't have them. Well, we frack. We have, we have an we abundance have of natural energy. gas. We have LNG. We've got to get it all over the place. We do have the pipelines to do it. We only can export so much LNG. Right. It's basically two companies. It's Chenier and Freeport. Yeah, they're the LNG exporter. is going to move. And it's everything they've got is spoken good. for. Most of it in Asia, although a lot More is getting diverted to And next year, the contracts are really ironclad to go to Asia. So Right. Now, they also sell to overall producers who can decide where to send it. In other words, yeah. it's not all just to Asian governments. Right. I don't want to make fun of the Germans, but it's not sunny. No, and it hasn't been as windy. Yeah, 27%. That's also been an issue. Yeah, 27% of the time it's hot enough, you know, it's sunny enough. Who knew the wind more could sunny kind in of Philadelphia. calm down in, North, in the North Sea, but it did. Um, well, I just think that they made a series of tremendous misjudgments. But the Greens, I think, would say, you know what? And this is what I think is sotto voce, David. The Greens are saying, good. Now people will use them less. Now they'll be even more of a rush to buy tech. Maybe they even let, let uh, Musk, they uh, unleash Musk to be able to sell uh, electric vehicles in yeah, Berlin. You need an electric grid, though, that's going to be able to actually be there well, and be reliable true. for that's you. And what point. is that? Well, that's what why, what is that's that's why actually Elon sells solar panels. Oh, yeah, <laughs> natural gas. You know, they, they recognize Elon Musk in Europe, even though that's a heavily unionized continent. Right. I'm told, right. by the way, that propane inventories are the lowest in five years for uh, this no, time no, of year. But I'm saying we have mass amount of propane. prices are at seven-year highs. Okay, good. Sell propane because you know what? The fire department came to my place on Friday so you can't use propane in this country. In, in, our, in our restaurants. The, the roadside, streetside dining is what you mean. Or, oh, yeah. or you hey, gotta back sw- in yeah, your courtyard. You've got to switch to electric, of which nobody has 220 
power, Con Ed, get ready. The power of New York City to hound businesses is just God comes knows no end. They come in on knows Friday. no end. Say, so listen, everything you put up because of de Blasio has come down. You mentioned Tesla, Jim, which did hit a six-month low. Uh, some reports out of Reuters that they're planning a new Shanghai plant that would uh, take China capacity 2x, but it bounced right off of 700 this I morning. I am not worried about that stock one bit. I think that Tesla is doing everything right except for picking fights with all sorts of governments, you know, with our, you know, all sorts of agencies. You know, speak softly and just sell a lot of cars. Yeah, yeah but he's a promoter, too, and that's part of... He's an what? operator and a promoter. Yes, very he's rare. Both. He's both. Delightful. And uh, listen, yeah, when his, he got his, his promotional skills were very uh, instrumental in being able to raise enough money to actually get him to a point where he'd get to free cash flow positive. So right. you can't discount them. You can't you know just stop that. Big position in them. Uh, Kathy Wood. Max Yerger's, what Max Yerger's farm? Max Yerger's yeah, farm. By the time oh, we get back ba- to Woodstock, Woodstock, it'll be it. a million strong, whatever, <laughs> half a million strong, half a million strong. Uh, we are holding 41.36. VIX has come down a, a yes. little bit. Yes, and people should watch that because that's the backwardization. People are very fearful. Yes. Uh, Bob Pisani may have more. Hey, Bob. Uh, and, and I love it when Jim speaks Latin. Sotto voce. Stocks are not sotto voce. They're screaming right now. And the problem is we're at the lows because the banks and the industrials are really weighing. Let's take a look. Uh, energy's flattish today, as you saw there. But the, the real problem is what's going on. Uh, banks, we've got Goldman really uh, down. J.P. Morgan weighing uh, on the Dow. Uh, semiconductors tried to bounce right at the open. They've essentially come back down right now. And industrial's just not looking very well. We've got a bunch of big names at new lows today, including industrial. So just take a look. Caterpillar, new low, 52-week low today. Uh, 3M, 52-week low. Stanley Black & Decker, uh, 52-week low. Intel, uh, new low. Uh, CRM in the, in the Dow, also uh, 52-week low. So this is all embroiled with this debate with the Federal Reserve. What should the Federal Reserve be doing in light of this? Uh, everyone has, agrees that we've got a problem. The Federal Reserve has to keep raising rates, even though uh, th- normally some bulls would argue, gee, they should pause with all of this geopolitical uncertainty. Well, it's causing even more inflation. So they have to raise rates. But most people feel 50 basis points is now unlikely. And Jan Hatzius, by the way, at Goldman, reflected that. He often reflects very uh, consensus opinions. He came out this morning with a note that said, we don't expect geopolitical risk to stop the FOMC from hiking steadily by 25 basis points. We suspect some participants will see as a compelling reason not to hike by 50 basis points in March. And that's, I think, where the consensus is for most traders. The problem is, look at we have, the alignment we have for stocks right now. This is just not good. Three facts that really don't weigh well for stocks. Number one is we've got higher inflation. Stocks can do well during higher inflation, but rapidly higher inflation, no. Historically, they don't. Number two, we've got slower growth. The the U.S. is nowhere near a recession, but higher commodity costs, particularly oil, that's going to slow U.S. growth. And then we have the Fed tightening here. Um, Slow rate hikes in a strong economy, not bad, but rapid rate hikes in a weaker economy, no, not good. These three things is why the market are down. Now, is there any good news? Well, the market's cheaper. It was 21 times forward earnings in January, early January. Now it's about 19.6 times, so it's getting cheaper, but nobody feels good about that right now. Is there any good news out there? Well, no. We're still trying to find some kind of a bottom. We've got to figure out what exactly is going on. There are some things to look for. So, for example, How about a drop in selling pressure? Nope, haven't seen that. How about multiple 90% downside days followed by multiple 90% upside days? That's a sign. Nope, haven't seen that either. How about divergence in new lows? They stopped having big new lows. Nope, haven't seen that one either. So the bottom isn't there. One thing's for sure, the sentiment is lousy. Did you see the retail sentiment numbers this week? AAII puts these out. These are terrible. Retail traders are in a very bad mood. 23% bullish. Normally, it's almost 40%. Bearish, 54%. Normally, it's 40%. So they're not in a good mood. Now, Jim referenced the backwardation in the VIX. Yep, that's going on here. So what are we at? 37, 36 in the VIX right now. There we go. And there's the futures contracts. Look at that, 31, 29. So this is backwardation. Historically, that's a sign of extreme sentiment hurting in the front part, meaning they don't think this is going to go on for a long time. The problem is, of course, Carl, we have no confidence in that. We just don't have an answer to the question, how long does this last and what is the extent of the impact of it? And until we get that, those things like VIX futures, unfortunately, aren't going to be a real good sign of any kind of bottom. Carl, back to you. We're going to watch it uh, nonetheless, Bob. 
We'll take a break here uh, as we watch the markets. Dow's down 700 off of the initial lows. If you are looking for some good news as we look at bonds, uh, GDP revised up, now running at a 7% annual rate. Continuing jobless claims, new post-COVID low. And uh, Q4 PCE price index, 6.3 is down two-tenths month on month. It's a little backward looking, but it's what we've got this morning. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> we'll be right back. I think there's an enormous opportunity for us to flex the business model um, and, and dramatically increase the, the TAM. I'm not focusing on, on raising prices. I'm focusing on doing exactly the opposite and, and, um, and exploring how much price elasticity there is for the business. As Peloton's new chief, Barry McCarthy, with uh, Jim last night. Uh, he is known for, when he gets a new gig, making some big moves. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to go on a, a kind of a Peloton light where he won't be making the stuff, but also a crowdsourced music. And I think he can run this thing in a subscription basis. No one would, knows better than he does. He turned around subscription models both at, uh, at Netflix and at Spotify. He also does not suffer fools gladly. By the way, Frank Slootman here on the board of Instacart. Can you imagine that, Mimi? They're just like, shut up. Get it together. There's a great moment. So he's going to lower prices? Is that what McCarthy's saying? Yeah, well, he has tremendous amount of inventory. To increase the potential addressable market? He has tremendous amount of inventory. He's actually given a better hand than people realize. He has plenty of cash. uh, And he's a genius. A frightening genius. (laughs) (laughs) What's tonight, Jim? I was scared to death during that interview. Um, I got Revolve, which is the way that, that people buy clothes now. They go into the Revolve. And Nick Akins is just amazing at AEP. Uh, because he just continues to generate great returns. He's also, by the way, often chairman of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And if you've ever been to one of their galas, may I suggest on our otherwise gloomy day, Carl, it's great as it is. Do you know I was next to Quinn at my table, and I didn't even know? From, <laughs> from, from Homeland. Oh, really? Quinn was right next to me. I didn't pay any attention. It was mesmerized. Well, a lot of people rooting for Duran Duran this year in the Rock Hall. Oh, so wouldn't that be great? We'll see, Jim. we'll see you tonight. Mad Money, 6 p.m. Eastern Time. You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Imagine earning a degree that prepares you with real skills for the real world. Capella University's programs teach skills relevant to your career so you can apply what you learn right away. Learn how Capella can make a difference in your life at capella.edu.